welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season two, I invite you to dive deeper with us as we explore more about the nuances of success and our ever-evolving perspectives on what it means to be successful in business and in life. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey and grow your own marketing business, I encourage you to sign up for a success breakthrough call where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast, where I had the honor of speaking with Chloe Adams, the host of the Badass Boss Babe podcast and the founder of Girl Power Hour, which is a nonprofit out of San Antonio, Texas. So I am just so excited to share this episode with you. Chloe and I connected because I had discovered her podcast and I just knew that I needed to connect with her. Like we needed to, we needed to know one another. We needed to support one another. Like I could just tell here was a like-minded young woman. You know, she has a podcast that is also for millennial women. She is doing so many amazing things in her local community. And I just knew that like we just, we had to know each other. So, um, so we connected and it's just been such an amazing time collaborating with her. We both appeared on each other's podcasts and, um, we've also just been able to connect, uh, some of our, uh, other connections. Like, so we basically like, you know, just been able to network with each other and like help each other out. And that's just awesome. So, um, anyway, uh, about Chloe's episode. So, you know, Chloe actually shares some, uh, some, some really trying, times and some struggles that she's had in her journey. And I just want to thank her for being open and honest with us, because I think that it's so powerful to really see how these experiences, these struggles have, um, you know, shaped her journey and shaped her views around success and have also allowed her to experience the success that she's experiencing now and have allowed her to um, you know, envision the success that she sees um, in, in her future. So without any further ado, let us get into my conversation with Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Welcome. Hi, Jackie. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Um, for our listeners, I was actually on um, Chloe's podcast not too long ago. So super excited to have her on Millennial Success Stories. Yeah. So Chloe, why don't you start us off by telling us about yourself, um, obviously about your podcast and just all about you and what you're doing and how you got to where you are today. So I'm Chloe Adams and originally I am from West Texas oil country. I'm fully a West Texas girl through and through. And I moved to, I've been in San Antonio for eight years this fall. So I originally moved to San Antonio because I attended the University of Texas at San Antonio. And I actually started off as pre-med. I was like 100% like going to be a doctor. And I went in with like 
30 hours. So I went in technically as a sophomore because I had taken so many college credits as a high schooler. And so I was immediately dumped into OCHEM, calculus, biology, and my first kinesiology class because that was going to be my major. And it kicked my butt. So I switched to business. And just kind of through there, I figured out that I was really good at marketing. And that has served me so well in everything I've done since then. But from a very young age, I was a writer. And I've always been very passionate about storytelling. And then on top of that, I come from a very long line of really strong, stubborn, hardworking women. And I was in dance and cheerleading and gymnastics and things like that. So I've just always had this really strong love for women. Like even before I considered myself a feminist, like I 100% was. Um, So I figured out like, I've been able to weave my love for storytelling and helping build strong women. So now present day, I have my nonprofit. We are, we're three years old. We will be three years old in May, Girl Power Hour San Antonio. And we are the largest networking community for women in San Antonio. So we have events, we have bi-monthly mixers, different different types of things like that. We actually had an event this past Saturday on manifesting the best year of your life. And we did a timeline clearing and vision boards and yoga. And it was really awesome. And then, of course, you were on the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> podcast, and it's the Badass Boss Babe podcast where I have insightful conversations with really badass women. So I'm a CEO on top of being an iTunes top 500 podcaster. So I do a lot. I like to <laughs> Yeah, like so I kind of yeah, no, I totally get it and that's amazing. I love it all. <laughs> well, and now this year I'm also focusing on getting my certification to become a life coach because I want mm. to coach women who have dealt with trauma and suffer from PTSD. So also working on that this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's so much that I want to dive in with what you just said. <laughs> So I would love to hear more about your nonprofit, like the Girl Power Hour. I think that's amazing. And I'm just like, I, I was telling, I had, uh, we were talking about this before we hit record. Um, earlier this week, I actually recorded with um, one of Chloe's friends, um, who's Christina. You will see her episode on in this season as well. And um, we were talking just about all the exciting things for women entrepreneurs and just women in general in San Antonio. And um, I'm just like, I never knew that there was such an amazing, vibrant community out there. So I would love to hear more about um, Girl Power San Antonio. So I'm not from this city, but I rep this city so hard and I feel like it is, I mean, I've been here for eight years now and I just feel like it's such an undervalued city, but I mean, we have one of the fastest growing tech scenes in the country. I think we're number six right now. Like we beat out Austin. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a, just a really beautiful, rich culture here. And like a lot of people don't realize we're in the top 10 for populations in the country. Number seven. It's an amazing city. Flash or like flashback. I was in a sorority in college and I was part, like I started the her campus chapter at UTSA with one of mm-hmm. my really good friends and when I graduated I was so used to being surrounded by other really strong women that I didn't really like I had like really good friends from college and other things and stuff like that but they 
are the kind of people that they just like go home and like drink wine and like cook dinner and like go to bed. And I'm not really like that. And there's nothing wrong if you are like that. Like I have those days where like, I just need to go home and do that. But I'm also the type of person that I'm always busy and I have to be like that. And so I wanted to meet other like-minded women who wanted to change the community and make things for better basically. And so I started going to a bunch of networking events as a post-grad and I just wasn't really getting anything out of the networking events that I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of drunk dudes coming up to me. <laughs> on me. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> like, has its, you know, appropriateness, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes also, you, it's like a nice, you know, like, ego booster. Like, you know, you're yeah, like, I yeah. Like, I got a boyfriend that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I made a post 2018. <laughs> connected at one of these networking events, and he was one of those drunk dudes. But... I was going to these these events because I was trying to meet other strong-minded women who were like really focused on their careers and I couldn't even meet these women because the men mm-hmm. were just so dense. And so I just kept thinking to myself like there's got like I mean like I said it's a massive city like there's got to be something like for women that I can just go to and like let it be that and there wasn't there was nothing. Mm-hmm which is shameful. It should not have been that way. And so I just decided like, if there's nothing here, I'm just going to start my own thing. So I started Girl Power Hour and our first little get together, it was six women and it was a pretty diverse group, but like six of my friends and we got together at Paramore Bar, which is a really cool bar in downtown San Antonio. And I had these, um, like index cards that I'd written these questions on and we went around the table and like, someone would pull an index card and they would answer the question and then everyone else would answer the question, but it was a group discussion basically. And within four months, like like our fourth mixer within four months, it was 250 women and a guest speaker. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's amazing. And I like was not prepared. I mean, I'm like a post-grad, like I've now been out of college as long as I've been in college, which is really weird mm-hmm. in college, but like I was really young and like trying to figure things out and it just exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, could not have anticipated that kind of growth, but it made me grow a lot as a person because it's like, put your big girl panties on and deal with it type of thing. Mm-hmm. But since then, we were about to have our third anniversary in May, and we have these free mixers for women because my big thing is making sure that everything that we do is as financially accessible as possible. Mm -hmm. Because one of the downsides of San Antonio is it's one of the poorest metroplexes in the country. And also, a lot of our, the women that come to our events are entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs there's this like weird misconception that if like you're on your own like you're doing well and like blah 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 but like mm-hmm. a lot of like entrepreneurs don't have the extra money to like throw around to go to pay 85 dollars to go to some kind of mixer right so and plus like I'm really proud of how racially diverse our group is how like we I literally always say like CEOs and then like someone that works you know for like a gas station or something would be just as comfortable at our events because we work really hard to foster that type of environment. Mm -hmm. And last year we launched this really cool mentorship initiative where we have events that are really small and really intimate 
where this year we are doing a resume writing one. We're doing one on how to get funded by mm -hmm. VCs, and we have VCs coming in to go over business pitches and things like that. I can't remember the other one that we're doing, but last year we talked about negotiating salaries. We did a business 101 and we had five different people come in from different aspects of business. So we had a lawyer, had a business development person, a web developer, a marketing person, a PR person, um, and then an accountant go and they just basically did like a speed dating with these people where they got to have a certain amount of time with each of these experts. So that was really exciting. That was kind of my baby. Yeah, no, oh my gosh, it sounds so amazing. Like, um, I'm just like, I apparently need to visit San Antonio. Like, <laughs> um, I'm like, check it out and go to these events. Fiesta, because it's the best time of the year. <laughs> When's that? Fiesta, so it's in like April. Basically, okay. the whole city shuts down for a month. <laughs> like, people actually get days off during April just so they can go to Fiesta events. Wow. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, no, that sounds, I mean, and that's, that sounds amazing. Like, I mean, I think it's so important to, you know, be able to connect with women who are, um, you know, also ambitious and also have goals and dreams and, you know, things like that. And I know I'm actually, I, me and two of my, um, you know, kind of like boss babe friends out here in LA, we're sort of trying to get something started out here as well, we have a meetup group now that's uh, Millennial Women Entrepreneurs of LA, and we would love to get to the level that you're at, <laughs> where you're able to do all that stuff. That sounds amazing. I have a, I have a whole team behind me, and yeah. the board is incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. they're really dedicated, really awesome women. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds amazing just because it's, it's seriously just so important to have that kind of community. And, you know, that was something that we sort of realized was, um, you know, missing here in Los Angeles, just because it's it, like, LA is so big and it's so spread out. And um, like I had, when I first started like two years ago, there were actually two groups for women out here, but like in the first like six months, I'd say that I became a full-time entrepreneur, they had both like shut down. Um, and nothing has really come to take its place yet. So we're sort of just like, we'll see what happens, but we're hoping to be part of the new groups that sprout up for, for women. <laughs> I, I just think it's really important for, and like, I just networking in general is so important, but I just think it's really important and special to have that many women in a room who share the same values, the same ideas and can come together. And it's very powerful. Like the energy is intoxicating just have these really strong really powerful women like being able to pour into each other you know I mean I feel like that's where like the magic happens like that's where you meet people who are gonna like essentially change your life whether you like you know go into business with them or they just become like one of your like closest friends and confidants like you know it's like it's so important to find those people and you know to have those women behind you um as you as you go on your journey whether you know you're um in entrepreneurship or or even you know not <laughs> well and I think as women too like we're so often caregivers and we pour so much into other people that it's good to have a community where we can get reciprocity there mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah I, I met I met so many of my super close friends through girl power hour I've met people that I would not have met otherwise I mean I hang out with like 40 and 60 year olds because of girl power <laughs> and I'm gonna be 26 on Monday so <laughs> Oh, well, happy early birthday. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, I've met so many amazing women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And I absolutely love that, 
like we have that in common, just like knowing how important community is. And um, I know that, you know, for my podcast, I definitely try to, um, you know, to create a sense of community, like among um, my listeners and, you know, also at, like, you know, with any guests on the show. And so um, I'm sort of going to be a segue into asking you about your podcast and sort of like how you got that started and, you know, what your mission was when you started and like, you know, kind of what, what it is now and, um, and all that stuff. So I had a blog. I'm like I said, I'm a writer. I love to write. And writing has always been something that I do for myself. I'm really good about journaling. I have a notes in my like phone where I do poetry that no one will ever see because I don't share that kind of stuff. But I'm a writer and I've always been a writer and I've always been a storyteller. Ever since even when I was a little kid, I wrote plays and like wrote books and I had my own magazine where like I had a paid staff for this magazine as a reader. <laughs> That's like, so cute. I mean, I I'm love that. Yeah. a little bit of an entrepreneur too. But yeah. no, I tried to start my own kids' news station once. There you go. You did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know how it goes. But <laughs> I, so I had my blog, and I, the whole point of the blog is it was for millennials, and it got. I mean, the blog was very popular. I had monetized it and things like that. It was getting like really great traffic, but I felt like I had to put out content to just put out content Mm -hmm. because it got so big and it didn't really feel right for me anymore. I'd been doing it for three years and it just didn't feel right for me anymore, especially since I write to cleanse myself and I was just writing to write uh, felt really forced Mm -hmm. so I have a lot of opinions anyone who knows me will tell you this I like to talk a lot I'm very extroverted and I'm one of those people that like I will be in the supermarket and random people will come up to me and start talking to me and then I've heard their whole life story (laughs) yeah no I get it (laughs) yeah and I also have this like feature type thing on the blog at the time that was called Women Who Work, which Ivanka Trump owes me money because she told (laughs) that name for me. But uh, I had this series at the time and I was like, okay, so I have all of these skills in my toolbox. And then I figured out like, I really, like that's kind of when I figured out that I really love to tell women's stories. And I was like, I feel like the most natural progression of this because I don't want to just like give up doing this kind of stuff is to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I started, I did a ton of research because I do listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of the podcasts I listen to are business related. And a lot of those will like, they have like Jenna Kutcher has a great episode on starting a podcast on her Gold Digger podcast, would recommend to anyone who wants to start a podcast. So I just started doing a bunch of research. And when I started my blog, I just kind of like stumbled into it and learned along the way. And I told myself, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. So, because normally I will just like jump into things and then have the consequences later. I was like, I'm really going to do this right. I'm not going to just do this and then figure it out. Like, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it correctly. So I did a lot of research and started recording episodes and things like that. And then right when I was starting, like a month before the podcast launched, I got really, really sick and I had... 30 seizures in five days and was in the hospital. So that was kind of a shit show. (laughs) 
<laughs> man. Yeah. And so on top of and I ended up getting diagnosed with um, complex PTSD and PNES, which is what was causing the seizures. So they were non-epileptic. But so in the midst of like launching this podcast, I got really, really sick, um, which ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. And it's kind of what this season of the podcast has been about. Because the first season, it was just kind of like me getting used to having a podcast. But this season is all about like personal growth in terms of like mind, body, soul, everything, just overall growing as a person. Because through the last year, that's what I've done. I, I'm not even the same person I was um, in 2018. Wow. Okay. So first of all, like, thank you for sharing that. I really just like want to um, yeah, like, thank you for being vulnerable here. And I really want to, you know, ask kind of like, you know, as you were overcoming, you know, obviously, all of that that happened, um, you know, what, what were some of the lessons that you learned about yourself, or, um, you know, learned about, like, business or podcasting or, <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> well, definitely, through like business and podcasting is balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have a podcast, you know that this takes time. Mm -hmm. um, yes. yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it definitely takes time. It takes a lot of effort. And you're kind of always thinking about it in the back of your head. So like definitely balance there, but kind of through everything, because a lot of like, because in 2018, my uncle and my cousin died in a plane crash and my uncle was flying. So that was a lot of like part of the issues is like when my uncle died, it brought up a lot of like childhood issues and just like stuff that I hadn't involved and it just bubbled up at once. Honestly, like through the whole thing, I just kind of learned like, and like not that I don't care, but it just taught me to like care a little bit less about everything. Like I kind of like when things happen to me now, I'm like, this is not going to matter in like five days. Yeah. So why worry about it? Or like mm -hmm. why make such a big deal about it? my life model kind of is I can't be bothered to be bothered <laughs> nothing will disrupt my peace and if you do or someone does or there's a situation like I'm just a lot more detached than I used to be but like a mm -hmm. healthy attachment yeah I think I think it's like you know things like that you know when you just kind of life gets put into perspective and you sort of realize that you know, the things that you've been stressing about, the things that have been like building up, um, you know, maybe the things that you've been avoiding really just aren't um, as important as you've sort of been making them out to be. Yeah, well, and then, yeah. I mean, after being in the hospital and everything, I was like, wow, like, I actually kind of need some help. And I can't live my life thinking that I can do everything by myself, because that's mm -hmm. impossible. And mm -hmm. I can't live my life, you know, not being vulnerable with the people that I love. Yes. Like, it's actually really funny because leading up to being in the hospital, there, um, I had had one seizure at work. And like, so I was on medical leave from work. And the day that I went to the doctor to see what was up with like my symptoms and stuff like that, I was like sitting in my car and I was thinking, you know, like, I actually have a really big issue with being over independent, if that's even possible but I have like a really big issue for this and I don't let people help me and I don't open up to people because of it. And I was just like, universe, God, whatever, like help me to be like less, like more able to open up to people and be vulnerable so that I don't have to do everything on my own. 
And then I went into the doctor and they were like, well, we think you might have epilepsy. So we can't let you drive for three months, mm. which was like a death sentence. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, be careful what you ask for because you answered really quickly. <laughs> I don't have epilepsy. So that was kind of nice to find okay. out. <laughs> but yeah, I, it just was like a huge time of growth for me and like having to admit that it's okay to not be okay and to ask mm-hmm. for help. Yeah. And so like, cause my aunt was having to come over like every other day to like take me places and like take me to get my groceries. And like, I'm not used to that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that, you know, I can definitely relate to, you know, having, having trouble asking for help. And um, that's also something that I've been working on in terms of my personal growth, because, you know, it's kind of foreign to me. And, you know, I always thought that, you know, it might be because like, you know, I'm the older sister, like I have a younger sister, so I'm used to taking care of her all the time. Right. And like, I'm used to being, so yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like it just comes with like you kind of having to, you know, be the person who they can go to and like see as like their anchor. And so like, yeah, just like asking for help is just, it can feel really foreign and like sort of like weakness. Like I used to think that, and I know I've been like kind of breaking that, breaking that mold, like breaking that habit and that mindset. Well, and I think it's great to be independent and to be able to do things on your own because a lot of people have the exact opposite problem. Mm, yes, codependency. I am really proud of the woman that I am and how strong I am and how independent I am, but I definitely get in my own way sometimes because of it. Because mm-hmm. if I would just, because you know, I'm, I feel like everyone's probably been here, but you have tried to do something on your own for so long that you just reach a point where you just kind of like break down and flip out. And then everyone's like, okay, like what's up, what's wrong? Because this is not how you normally act. And you're like, well, blah, 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 blah. And then you just kind of <laughs> it all over someone. Yeah. And, and then they're like, well, why didn't you just tell me this was going on, you know, six months ago or three weeks ago? Yeah. And then like, you know what? You're kind of right. If yeah. <laughs> be in this position right now if I had just asked for help yeah yeah no like it's it's definitely kind of a balancing act sometimes like finding the right um the like the right balance that works for you you know like the things that you you get to be independent like fully independent on work toward independently and the things that you do ask for help um and sometimes you know we need to learn along the way which which things fall into which category well I think it goes back to just have like knowing the importance of community and having it in your life Mm -hmm. because I didn't know until I got sick how strong my community was and how loved I was Mm -hmm. and how like people genuinely just wanted to be like happy and healthy and okay yeah I, that's my word for this year is connections because I didn't like, I learned so much about my friends last year and how much they loved me and how much they cared about me. And like, this is the year that I really want to focus on making those connections even deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I would love to hear just based on, based on what we've been talking about, I would love to hear um, your thoughts around like how community can help build success. So I, first off, I don't, think I mean I grew up in West Texas oil field so you can never have too many connections there (laughs) and I mean I feel like I have a person for everything so like if someone's like oh like I need to get this done or this done like I have small 
female owned business owners that I could point people in the direction of. Mm-hmm. And I would not have the ability to, which like supporting small business is so important to me. And I, I also like, I mean, just like going back to when I was sick, the amount of people that like showed up to me, like for me and like would show up at the hospital and like, or bring my family and I food or brought me coloring books or even after I was sick, like asking me like, Hey, like, are you okay? Like, do you want to do anything today? Do you need anything? Or just like checking in on me or like now, like if I'm like in a darker place or like I need to reach out to someone, I have those people there, but no one can do everything on their own as much as we would love to. And I mean, it's impossible. And I just think like, like you don't have to be like, have these deep like spiritual connections with everyone you meet (laughs) and you don't have to, you know, be super close to people if that's not like if your thing is like if you're not because I'm an extrovert so it's like very easy for me to connect with people but I know for introverts it's a little bit harder like you don't have to like put everything out there for everyone all the time but you just need to have and like also like I think it's very important for everyone to realize like you are loved you are cherished like everyone wants you here but I think Mm -hmm. it's important to like have those people close to you to remind you of that yeah yeah also like having people close enough to you to call you on your like bs and tell you when you're you know like yeah. I have friends all the time where like I'm like well even like for girl power for instance um I was talking to one of my friends and she was like you know like she was like basically giving me business advice and like her thoughts on like how we could grow girl power hour and the fact that she even felt comfortable enough with me to like, be like, look, like, I think this is where you can improve in your business. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people, like, if you just want to do everything on your own, you don't want to hear those types of things. But if you're open to community, you can get other perspectives and have people like to tell you like, well, like you're kind of messing up here. You could do better here (laughs) or, you know, different things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I think it's so important to, um, to really like find your people, find your community and like understand that like, it's great to, you know, obviously like hold them close, but also like, just know that like, you do have people there, um, you know, for really anything you could need, whether that's life related, business related, all that stuff. Um, so I now kind of want to get into, um, the success conversation. I know like when, I, when I was on your podcast, we had just like the most awesome conversation about success. And so, um, I am just so excited to hear kind of like your side of the stuff. So like, you know, um, on, on Chloe's podcast, obviously she was the one asking the questions. So now I get to ask the questions. So, um, so what is your personal definition of success? So I will say this was harder for me than I felt like it should have been to answer. It actually took me a while to get through the question like during prep um so I kind of had to dig deep and I wanted like I worked to come up with an answer that was true to me but also made sense to other people mm-hmm. but I when I have to think of success I have to look at what I picture my most successful self mm-hmm. and like I don't think I'm there yet so when I picture my most successful self I'm well, I'm currently single, so I'm married with a family. I'm a successful woman in my trauma coaching business. I want to start, which I kind of touched on earlier, as well as my podcast. I'm a published author, 
and more than likely in some form of public office because I just know that I'm going to end up in public office someday. My friends always joke that I'm going to be the future first lady of America. (laughs) And I'm happy and healthy and thriving. I'm a thought leader. So basically, I want to be someone like Rachel Hollis or Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely not there yet. But I would have to say, on a day-to-day basis, I feel my most successful when I'm in alignment with who I am my integrity and my goals. So, I mean, we all have off days. So like, there's some days that I don't feel successful at all. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) And then there's other days that I feel really, really great. And I feel really on top of the world. And those are the days where I'm most in alignment with myself and what I want. Mm -hmm. And I'm not operating from a fear-based mindset or or anything. So I guess to answer your question, My personal definition of success is operating at my highest self and as someone who's seen as being connected with myself and a person who helps others with integrity. Yeah, no, I love that. And I also love that you shared with us that it was like difficult for you to come up with an answer because like sometimes it is really hard to like think up of like, okay, like what is my definition of success? You know, because I think we're just, we see so many different people living out their versions of success and people tell us like basically from the time we're born like what success looks like at least in their definition and so it can be really difficult to figure out like what is it that I personally like myself as a human being consider successful (laughs) well and I come from a family of entrepreneurs I was raised by my grandparents and they have four businesses Mm. my biological dad is very successful and he's got four of his own businesses as well So my family and the way I was raised, like it's very traditional where I'm from and they have a very set idea of what success looks like and they're proud of me, but they question my decisions sometimes. So I, a lot of times have to like, I have that like doubt in the back of my head where like, okay, because I'm super close to my family. We're very tight knit. And it's that like doubt in the back of my head of like, okay, like, am I doing what they would want me to do or am I doing what's right? And in the past year, I've really conned from thinking that way to, well, does this feel right to me? Like not everyone's going to do everything the way I'm going to do it. I have always been the type of person that like breaks the mold and does things differently from people. So I've had to really get comfortable with that to Mm -hmm. feel good in my own skin and feel successful and feel empowered. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love that because I think it's like, you know, whether our families are supportive, um, which, you know, I'm also, I'm very grateful. My family is super supportive of, um, of my entrepreneur journey and, um, you know, all my ambitions, but, um, you know, even, you know, for those who, who, who that may not be their reality, I think it's just so important to understand, like, that we need to be true to ourselves and that like that is essentially going to be the key to success because if we're always trying to please other people whether they're our family or whether you know it's our friends or a you know romantic partner or something um then we're not going to feel happy and we're not going to feel successful um in the long run so, yeah my yeah. <laughs> I actually have a really funny story um <laughs> I think, like maybe a year or more ago, I can't remember what year it was. Um, it was in 2018 because it was right after I got back from Greece because it was really tan in the pictures. But mm-hmm. my grandpa, who is 
we have completely opposite political views. Um, and he's like, he's got such a thick Texas accent that you really can't understand a word he says. <laughs> and he wears Wranglers cowboy boots and a Harley Davidson t-shirt every day. So this is my grandpa. He's a really great mustache. Mm-hmm. But he went to a girl power hour mixer. And I think that this is probably the most politically fueled mixer that we've had. Speaker. <laughs> And it was at a so it was at a vegan food restaurant, um, La Botanica. If you ever come to San Antonio, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a vegan food place, very politically charged. Um, the talk was about I'm trying to remember exactly what the content matter or like what the name of the speech was, but it ended up being a lot about immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, my grandpa and I have polar opposite political ideas, so I thought the mixer went great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so much fun, and, like, he was, like, doing pickleback shots with my friends, <laughs> and, like, women at the mixer and stuff like that, um, and, like, afterwards, he was, like, oh, my God, he was, like, I was so uncomfortable the whole time, <laughs> and I was, like, you were doing shots with my friends, how uncomfortable could you be, and he was, like, well, you know, he's, like, well, Chloe, you know me, I just don't do... Do, uh, those types of politics <laughs> and I don't do vegan food I don't even know what I ate <laughs> and his accent is much thicker than that <laughs> I mean and it is what it is like to me it was a great event and I felt proud of what we had done and then like he was like what the hell is going on yeah and I think it's so funny that like of all the events he could have like gone to <laughs> like-, oh, like you and then we're doing we're doing one this spring on sex positivity and we're mm-hmm. doing that, the love shack here in San Antonio and like they've got a, have you ever seen the wall in Austin that's like the I love you so much one um I don't think so so there's this like really famous wall in downtown Austin well San Antonio did one like that but it says it has the I love you like it I love you or like the you is like bolded out or whatever and it says tacos well, then this place has a wall that says, I love tacos, but it has a tacos X out and says dildos because it's a sex toy. <laughs> and I was like, well, I told my grandparents, I was like, y'all should definitely come to that event. And they're like, absolutely not. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, hilarious stories aside. <laughs> Um, what achievements do you consider to be your biggest successes so far? So it's going to be a business. This can be a life. This can just be like, with like with your family, you know, if you think, you know, like bringing your grandfather out of bed was a big success, like, you know, just really anything. Well, it definitely wasn't a big success because the time <laughs> they talk about my stuff to other people, they're like, and it's very liberal. And I'm like, not really. No. Um, <laughs> You're like that one conversation, one like that one event that you went to. Yeah. But um, I would have to say, so just like a moments that like made me feel super proud and on top of the world and like, okay, like, cause I'm very, I'm not like, I'm not motivated by money. I'm more motivated, like genuinely by just helping people. Like I am an Aquarius to my core, like I'm a humanitarian, but so um, a few years ago when Girl Power Hour just started out, we it was our very first paid event that we'd ever done. And it was a panel on how men could be better allies and support women in the workplace. And I was really nervous because this was like, if this was the year of me too, this was that year. And we were just kind of nervous about how the event would go and putting together a panel is not easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of prep and making sure that everyone's on board. 
And the event ended up, there were over a hundred people at the event and it ended up selling out and we had people on standby. Mm. And not only was it empowering to know that we could sell out an event like that, but more so to know that enough people in the community cared about changing how our workplaces operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and to know that like my organization was the one to start that conversation because to my knowledge, there hadn't, there weren't any conversations publicly like that in the community mm-hmm. that year. Wow. No, that's like, congratulations. That is awesome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> A bunch of different panels. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's like it's a lot easier to put together. Um, but yeah, it, it just like I can think back to that day and still like feel how good that I felt. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'd have to say launching my podcast because, like I said, I normally just kind of like jump into things, and I actually like research this really well. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, for me, like I'm normally like a big planner, but like for my podcast, I just kind of dived in. <laughs> So it's like we did the opposite. Well, and like it's hard enough launching a podcast. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. And I also had a very large launch party and was putting that together on top of trying to do everything, on top of it being literally one of the worst years of my life. Mm-hmm. And spending five days in the hospital a month before the launch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm still amazed that I pulled everything off and that the podcast is still here. <laughs> Yeah, and just, like, the things you have to overcome sometimes in order to, like, reach your goals or reach your success, like, it's just, sometimes it's just so, like, um, it's just so amazing to, like, hear about, you know, like, (laughs) you get to inspire others, so there's that. (laughs) Well, and, like, if you're, like, struggling or anything like that, like, I just, I want people to know that it's, like, one, it's, like, possible to get over, like, a really bad time and make something mm-hmm. new out of it and, like, learn and go from it, but also mm-hmm. you succeed. Like, you can do things. It doesn't have to be all bad during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's so, I feel like that's also so incredibly important because, like, I think sometimes when we feel like we're, like, you know, not achieving our successes or we're so far off from success or like, you know, everything sucks. Like we sort of get into this mindset where we just think like we're not achieving anything and we're not doing anything. And so it also like really discourages us from even trying. So like, yeah, no, like, thank you for saying that. Like good things can come out of even bad situations. (laughs) Well, like, and obviously like suffering from depression and anxiety are very much like, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. And some people are born (laughs) with it. Some people it happens to them early in childhood through trauma, but also like I know it's so hard when you're depressed or like you're going through stuff to like just do things and put your big girl panties on but you can help yourself so much by just like forcefully dragging yourself out of those situations like it's possible it's mm-hmm. not 100% possible on your own which you know going back to the whole community piece but like mm-hmm. it's possible to like help yourself get out help yourself get out of bad situations yeah yeah and, and so a lot of people, when they feel that way, lose their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, <sighs> yeah, no, it's so important to, to really understand that you do have power in all situations. Like, you know, like, and the only person who can really give that up is yourself. Yeah. You're never stuck. Yeah. You're never like, you never have to stay somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so profound. Like, yeah. Like whenever, 
like whenever I hear someone complaining about anything, you know, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, sometimes I find myself like in um, settings where, you know, I'll be, whether with friends or whether I'm even just out and like overhearing someone's conversation, like, you know, if like people are complaining about their lives, um, you know, I sort of just think to myself like, okay, so what are you going to do to change it? You know, like, let's start talking about that. Let's start talking about solutions. Well, and I try to be empathetic as much as I can, but also Mm -hmm. like, it's something I have to work on. And Mm -hmm. I also like, I'm very blunt. And so like, I mean, but I am like that with people where I'm like, okay, but like, you're struggling, you're going through this stuff. I see that. And I honor that. But what can you do to help get yourself out of this situation? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm, yeah, like I'm somewhat similar. Like I'll start off like being like the empathetic, like, you know, like, oh, like tell me about your problems. Like, you know, but then after a while, like if it's my, if it's one of my friends and like, she's told me this like five times, I'm just like, I'm done. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm not being sympathetic anymore. But I also think it's really important to have those types of people in your life that are just like, pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It's so important. Um, Cause like, I think that, you know, we all need people to either encourage us or sometimes just push us to actually succeed and like reach our fullest potential. A hundred percent. But yeah. I'm also really proud. I launched events for the podcast this year locally. Mm-hmm. So, I, just, yeah I've been creeping on Instagram I like saw that it looks so much fun <laughs> I know I'm super excited um so and we're the only people in San Antonio with that kind of event right now so we're doing a full moon healing circle but so like I said I really I'm gonna start working on my so- coaching certification soon and I really want to become mm-hmm. a life coach for high functioning women who like me were dealing with undealt trauma and PTSD and mm-hmm. These events are kind of my way of dipping into that world. Yeah. So would you consider that like your next level of success? Because that was going to be like my next question is like what you consider (laughs) your next level of success. I, so I'm not Gabrielle Bernstein yet. (laughs) One step at a time. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I don't know if I will ever reach my personal definition of success because I feel like Mm -hmm. what I thought, like what I think today is success is going to be different tomorrow and I've always been very growth minded and I don't stay in one place for too long as soon as I start feeling stagnant or like I need to level up I move myself and I do what I have to do to like get to that next level so I don't know if I will ever reach my ideal definition of success mm-hmm. well and I also think that it's totally fine for our ideal definitions of success to change and evolve over time. And I think that they should. So, yeah. Yeah. I think your dream since you were a little girl was to be an astronaut and you become an astronaut. That's amazing because there's not a lot of them or a lot of female astronauts. <laughs> like, you got to have something else lined up after that. And I, yeah, yeah. what next? <laughs> I don't want people to play into hustle culture where they mm-hmm. constantly feel like they need to be doing something to mm-hmm. feel successful. But I do think you know, and you can feel it in your body when it's time, you know, when you're feeling stagnant, you know, when it's time to level up. And when you feel that you need to do something about it and you shouldn't stay in that place for too long and you should never get too comfortable. You should always be pushing yourself. Yeah, definitely. So what other tips do you have for young women who maybe earlier in their journeys, just getting started? Um, yeah. Who, who just are after going after success, like what, what do you have to say? <laughs> Honestly, I would just say 
just do it. Um, I personally have a really bad habit of being cautious on spending money or time on something that would build my business or myself, but I have no issues going to Target and spending $80 or getting, you know, a drink from Starbucks every morning. Mm -hmm. And then I'll like sit back and think about it. I'm like, wow, like I really could have afforded that course or like this would have worked better in my budget. And I ended up spending the money anyways, but I spent it on stuff that had nothing to do with like personal development. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people might be able to identify that, Mm -hmm. like identify with that. But I think a lot of it comes from a fear mindset of my own that I need to work through. But like I said before, leveling up is never easy. It's always going to be incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've found for me, it's just, if you want to do something, just do it. It's easier to dive right in than inch in and hold yourself back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to ask like real quick, like before, before we start wrapping up, um, is there any like, because it kind of like with what you just said like going off of that like what can people do kind of to just like get started like what was your first step when you um you know kind of realized your you know your mindset maybe you know you need to like reprioritize some things either financially or um you know how you're spending your time um what what was the first thing you did to kind of like you know start working on that i think a lot of it just that I, the biggest thing is reframing my the way my thoughts work from working out of a fear mindset and shifting mm-hmm. them into an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you're operating out of fear, you're never going to take a you're never going to take risk, mm-hmm. and you're never going to go off on your own, and you're never going to do things that make you feel uncomfortable, even though you know that's what you need to do for yourself. And if you're able to reframe how you think. And it's like, I was reading this quote earlier today and it was like, uh, instead of like saying like, oh, like everything sucks right now. Like say like, this is a divine experience that I'm being given to grow as a person. Um, Mm -hmm. Like taking things like that and just reframing how you think, because if you're constantly operating out of like a lower level mindset, you're never going to be a higher level person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So were there any like books or resources that you can share with us that really like helped you with beginning on that mindset transformation? So obviously I love Gabby B. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would recommend anything by her. Um, I I'm trying to think of, cause I am like constantly reading um, self-help books and stuff like that. Boundaries is a really good book that I think every woman, like every woman should read regardless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, trying to think uh I'm reading one right now that's really good but it's more relationships based one of my favorite favorite um books for leadership development is the five dysfunctions of a team Hmm. it's so good Um, I I haven't heard of that one before (laughs) yeah um the art of not giving a fuck also a fantastic (laughs) book would recommend Mm -hmm. to anyone um a course in miracles if you're like really looking to do a mindset shift is really dense but it's a really good book in terms of that it's just kind of hard to work through and if you have a short attention span but it's totally worth working through i think everyone should read the alchemist especially yeah. if you 
are a big dreamer and like you're kind of feeling like stuck in life, that book is going to inspire you to like push forward. It's one of my favorite books. So tools wise, just like being better about time management, which is kind of something that we talked about on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And like, like you can't push yourself to do these big, great things if you can't manage your time. So like I use Calendly to like schedule things for the podcast and meetings for girl power hour. Um, Slack is a great tool if you're like working with other people. Um, I also have this app on my phone that I just got. So this is like for the more woo woo people, but it's been such a good app to have. It's called um, affirmation reminder. And it reminds me throughout the day to do certain affirmations. And I swear, like I always get the affirmations like I'll be stressed at work or just like in a really bad mood and then I'll get the affirmation. Um, everything around me is happening for the greater good and I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. So it definitely helps, like it's a help shift my mindset during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's the little things that add up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, like I said, you can't like be a high level person if you're like coming from a low level place. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing so many different books and resources with us. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. And we will, we'll also include like links to those in the show notes too, just to make it kind of easier for people to find that stuff. So, um, you know, why don't you tell us where we can all connect with you? (laughs) So I'm on like every social media platform. I'm addicted to social media. It's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But so, um, on LinkedIn, it's just my full name, or it's actually Chloe, C-H-L-O-E, in Adams, A-D-M-S. And then on Facebook and Instagram, I'm at Badass Boss Babe Podcast. And then Twitter is Badass Boss Babe Pod. Awesome. And we will include those in the show notes as well so that people can um, connect with you easily. Um, I know I love following you on Instagram. It's so much fun. And yeah, and I'm apparently going to need to visit San Antonio. So (laughs) I'm doing fiesta time because fiesta. So okay. Yes. So I will have to like look at my calendar and we'll set something up. Well, Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. No, thank you so much for having me, Becky. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at Jackie Kossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiekossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.